my love note to you is sink into your heart space, get into your energetic business foundation and feel what it feels like to sit inside of this container. And then it's much easier and more clear to know which way to go on different things that you want to do, whatever those decisions are. You're listening to birth your online business, a podcast that will help you birth and expand your business online. I'm your host, Nicole Joy, business mentor, founder of the online business school membership and corporate real estate finance dropout turned birth doula slash childbirth educator turned coach for other birth professionals turned energy healing practitioner turned business mentor. Yeah, I know. I'm also a mother to three of the most incredible little humans ever biased. Yes, of course. I've had three incredibly different and beautiful births, a C-section, a V-back in the hospital, and then an accidental, unassisted home birth on my bedroom floor. Yeah, I know. I believe that birth is a catalyst for major change in our lives. And I've peeled away layer after layer after layer of conditioning in my life and in my business. The result, massive, rapid expansion beyond what's logical. So join me. Let's unspool and rebirth your business. Hey everyone, and welcome back. So as of the time that this episode airs, tomorrow's going to be Valentine's Day. And I'm not really interested in talking about Valentine's Day necessarily because in my life, I feel like every day is a love day. So it can be a little commercialized and all the things. I still enjoy celebrating it, but I also celebrate love like all the time. So we're not going to bother talking about Valentine's Day, but I do want to talk about your heart. And I want to talk about what it means to be a heart-centered entrepreneur and what it looks like to grow a heart-centered business. Before we chat about that, I want to share with you something that I read this week. Actually, I listened to it an audiobook in full transparency. So I'm listening to this audiobook called Frequency, and it's by a woman named Penny Pierce. In the book, she's describing, quoting another book, which I have not yet read, but it's actually on its way to me now from Amazon because I'm curious. So this book that she references is called Evolution's End, and it's by Joseph Pierce. They don't seem to be related. The spelling is different, but I digress. So in Evolution's End, Penny is explaining to us that Joseph describes how a few days after conception, a clump of vibrating cells form what's going to become the baby's heart, that this is the first thing that's formed, right? The vibrating cells, this is where it got really cool. The vibrating cells tune to the mother's heartbeat and to her breath. And then after the baby's born, this was something else that the book was describing is that after the baby's born, you know how we hold the baby on our left side, right? Even when you're right-handed, I'm right-handed, but if you're right-handed, do you ever like prop the baby on your right arm? You don't, which doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, right? Like why do we hold them on our left? For a long time, I thought it was because I needed my right hand free to be able to like grab things if I need them or you know, hold them up if they're trying to like jump out of your arms when they reach that age where they're like doing the gymnastics in your arms. And that's actually not it necessarily. We hold them close to our left side because that's where our heart is. And our hearts are still connected to their hearts. Instinctually, even fathers do this, right? 
And if you think about it, babies even have, like if you have ever used those sound machines, the sound machine has a heartbeat setting. I've even seen like teddy bears that they have like a heartbeat sound that you put in the crib. I mean, you're not supposed to put anything in the crib, just to be clear, right? I think that's the latest thing. The rule, the line in the sand is nothing goes in the crib, but I don't know, maybe you put this like next to the crib on the outside, they can still hear the heartbeat, right? Point being, newborns are still connected to our body through our heartbeats, right? And the book describes that this is the only level of awareness for an infant. So in my head, and they explain that this feeling is really our original method of growth and survival, right? Of like attuning to heart and their only form of awareness, right? So in my head, I think about what happens after you move out of newborn stage and you get a little bit older and you become a toddler and then a young child and you move through life. Lots of stuff comes at you. Lots of programming gets put on you. And not to say that it's all bad and it's this and that, but some of it's not helpful, right? And some of it really can pull you away from your true self, right? And so I was thinking a lot about the journey that I've been on and the journey that I take my clients on is really lifting a lot of that programming off wherever it shows up, right? But I do a lot of it through business, a lot of it through motherhood, a lot of it through being in relationships because you're in relationships with your clients, you're in relationship with your partner, with your children, with yourself. And there's all of these layers of programming that you picked up over the years. And so a lot of what we do is tune back into our heart space, right? So if you've ever listened to guided meditations, a lot of guided meditations start with you kind of closing your eyes and calming your system and taking deep breaths and tuning inward. And then a lot of them, you'll even hear them say, like, sink into your heart space, right? So I'm listening to all of this heart talk and I'm just so fascinated by, and we know, right? Like that the heartbeat is the first thing. And like we know that, but then I'm connecting what we know about the heart from before we're even born until infancy. And what happens over the years, a lot of us, the majority of us are in public school and public education tends to focus on a mind led journey. So everything is very logical. And I talk about this in my audiobook, Just Start, that there are limitations. I think the chapter is called The Limits of Logic, right? And I refer to what it's like in grade school and in high school and in college and in early business or career where we are conditioned and taught to think with our brains that logic is the thing. If our children can be analytical and solve logic problems, then we're clapping for them, right? Like that's what we are conditioned to believe is important is using our brains. But what I'm learning for myself and experiencing for myself over the last several years is that there are limits to logic. Logic is limiting. Why are we not teaching children how to learn from our bodies or sink into your heart space and lead with your heart sometimes? Yes, it's helpful sometimes to know how to like do math or grammar or whatever. Like those things are helpful. I'm not knocking like everything that's in the education system, but I do think that it falls short at least it did for where I grew up, where I went to school, of limiting us based on our ability to analyze and use logic. Having said that, now we are in this heart-centered entrepreneur space, right? We're starting a business. If you're listening to me, if you listen to my episodes, my show, my assumption is that you're in some kind of heart-centered business 
or that you desire to start a heart-centered business. And if you don't know if you are or if you do, what's driving your business? If you think about companies, a lot of the big corporations that we see and that we know about in the world, Walmart or probably even Costco, which I really like Costco, but I got to say, a lot of these big companies, they're not heart-centered companies. They're leading with profits. They're leading with how much of this can we sell? How much of this stuff can we get out to people? Traditional marketing and branding, the way that we learn. I took marketing classes in college because I got a business degree in finance. So I took marketing classes. And what we learned is like the exact opposite of how I now teach marketing. What we learned was the colors that companies are using to try to get people to eat more or buy more or spend more or how casinos will set up casinos in Vegas such that you'll stay all night and not have any concept of what time it is and keep spending money. There's a lot of greed in it, but it's really, it's not heart-centered. These aren't heart-centered businesses. These are profit, profit-focused, profit-centered businesses. McDonald's is something I learned in college. McDonald's uses red and yellow in their branding. You associate McDonald's with like red and yellow because those colors make you hungry. Supposedly, the research shows that those colors stimulate your appetite. So you're more likely to eat more if you're in McDonald's and the colors are red and yellow. Colors evoke a certain feeling in us. And so the old way of marketing really plays on this information. And that's that's what it led with, right? So all that to say, we can look around at a lot of these big companies and corporations and realize that they are profit-led. You know, they are moving with profit in mind, shareholders, maximum profits every year. Like that is their goal. I don't think that that's why we are in this. And where the future of business is going, I don't believe that that that's going to be the future of business. I just don't. And so because of that, I feel like we need to really start over in a lot of ways of how we approach doing business. Now, if you're here with me, you probably already identify as a heart-centered entrepreneur. And if you hadn't up until this point, then after hearing this discussion, I'm guessing you do. I don't think I have anybody who's like a CEO for Walmart that is in my community because we're not a, generally we probably wouldn't be a match unless they're really unhappy with it. They hate the way things are going and being a corporate CEO for somebody like Walmart, right? So now what? Now, if you're like, yes, I'm a heart-centered entrepreneur, but what does that mean? Like, how do I build a business? How do I move forward and take steps as a heart-centered entrepreneur? And for me, what that feels like is leading with your heart, leading from your heart space. And actually, I just got off a podcast interview with one of my clients And at the end of the interview, I asked her to share a piece of advice for listeners. And that episode will come out next week. One of the things she said in her advice was lead with your heart. And I was like, perfect, because I knew I was going to be recording this episode right after. So as a heart-centered entrepreneur, we lead with our heart. We, We listen less and less to what our mind says. We don't rely so much on logical answers when we are faced with opportunities to make a decision in our business. Because when you're a business owner, you're making decisions all day, every day. And if you're relying on your brain, if you're relying on your mindset, it can be quite limiting. Now, it's not always going to make sense to listen to your heart because it's not logical. Your heart is not meant to be logical. Your heart is, in my opinion, your compass It is our compass that's guiding us towards what is correct for us and our life path and our purpose in the world and our mission, our important work in the world. It doesn't have to be logical. And many of my clients and peers and mentors and friends, 
have shared numerous stories with me over the years about how some of the decisions that they made that made no sense were the best things that they ever did. Now, in the moment, people might be looking at you like you have two heads, but that's okay. Perhaps by you doing something like leading with your heart, you're an inspiration to them. And that really gives them permission to look at their lives and feel into like, you know, where is my brain taking charge and where am I leading with my heart? Right. So like, am I making pros and cons lists for everything? If the pros don't outweigh the cons, I don't do it. I mean, is that really what we're still doing? I don't, I don't think so. You know, it's not a hard, it's not a hard rule like that anymore. This heart centered space is very different. Now, there's another book I want to reference because I really, really liked this book. It's called Start With Why. I believe that's the title. And it's by Simon Sinek. So Simon Sinek really talks about this. And I don't know if he uses heart-centered business owner like that phrase. He might. A lot of people use it. But he really talks about companies that start with why they're doing what they're doing. And what, to me, what that really is, is being a heart-centered entrepreneur. Start with why you're doing this. What is your purpose in starting this business? What is your mission? really sink into and sit inside of, if you could take a couple of minutes today or even 60 seconds after you listen to this episode and pause for a second and just be still and tune in, tune into your heart space, tune into your why, tune into that compass, your purpose, your mission. I also, what I refer to as our energetic business foundation, your why really drives everything else in your business. So back to the whole decision-making process that entrepreneurs are in all the time, like, should I teach this or should I launch that? Or should I focus on this one thing? Or should I be my whole entire multifaceted ass self? Or should I be on Instagram or Facebook? Or, or should I hire this person or that? Or should I be a podcaster? All these decisions we're trying to make can be guided by our why, our energetic business foundation. If you sit in that energetic foundation, It's underlying everything on top of it. You're building your business on top of it. You're creating courses or programs or one-on-ones or VIP intensives or Voxer days or whatever opportunities for people to experience your medicine and experience your magic. You're creating that on top of the foundation. And when I taught this last spring, when I taught Energetic Business Foundation last spring, the example that I used that I really, really like is it's like building a home. You know, if you buy a, a lot of raw land, meaning there's nothing been built on it. There's no utility lines. There's nothing. It's like forest land and you want to build a home. There's some debris that needs to be cleared. You need to build a solid foundation. And to do that, to run the utility lines, you have to clear some debris, the leaves, the trees, the branches, the rocks, level the ground a little bit, right? This is the foundation. And so that example is what I like to use when I'm explaining having this really solid feeling and understanding of your energetic business foundation, your purpose, your mission. And if you can sit inside of it, then it becomes easier to do everything. When you're building that house, if you have that solid foundation, it's a lot easier to build a two-story house on a solid foundation. Building a house on a shaky foundation, it's like the little three little pigs. You know, there's two of them, one of them, well, there's three of them, but two of them that build houses that don't really last, right? Like one of them with sticks and one of them with straw, they don't last. It's like building your house on uneven foundation that you haven't cleared the land. Making decisions in your business when you're not really planted in your heart space and being guided by your heart, not what your brain says, can create for a house that'll fall down. 
or might be more prone to to having cracks. This isn't saying that your whole business is going to crash on you, of course, but like it might not be in alignment with what you really desire to do. So that's my advice. That's my heart episode for you for Valentine's Day. My love note to you, my love note to you is sink into your heart space, get into your energetic business foundation and feel what it feels like to sit inside of this container. And then it's much easier and more clear to know which way to go on different things that you want to do, whatever those decisions are. And as usual, I'd love to hear your feedback. I'd love to hear how you're using this and if this is landing and if you're enjoying it, screenshot, take a picture, share it to social, tag me, let me know, talk back to me. There will be you know video clips, excerpts of this that are shared to social media. Talk back to me because it really lights me up to hear your experience of the podcast. All right. Have a great week. And I love you so much. Thanks for hanging with me. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day and listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found value in what I'm sharing here. And if you did, can you do me a little favor and go and rate and review this episode? I will share a link in the show notes so that it's really easy to rate and review this podcast. It would mean a lot to me as this is truly a passion project. Have a beautiful day and I will see you next week. Bye.